I had made a little farm. Uh, it has uh, blades. Now I rotate the blades. And you see a disc where there is no disc. You see a disc where there is no disc. Don't call that illusion. It's abstract. Some philosopher said, just because of that kind of stuff, he said the world is an illusion. Not a bit. The world is not an illusion. It's whatever it is, except what we abstract from. Science and Sanity by Alfred Korzybski is one of the most essential books on the implications of language ever written. It was prevalent and influential during his era. However, it has slid into irrelevance recently. I'm not sure why other than no one having any genuine interest in not making absolute statements. Uh, it really elevates Korzybski general semantics to a kind of uh, a genius level figure of 20th century science, I think is what Bateson is suggesting. Uh, but there's this kind of uh, cruel or even tragic twist to what it begins as an act of homage, which is that he says Korzybski could not win. He was speaking as a philosopher attempting to persuade people to discipline their manner of thinking. The 1933 publication proposed that within the context of the English language, that we should abolish the use of the is of identity. So the question is, what did Korzybski mean by the is of identity? The most important verb for you and me is, of course, the verb to be. Korzybski asserted that the is of identity takes the form that in a statement X is a Y. Now, the question is, why should we care about this? Korzybski thinks we should care, because this forms, to a large extent, the way you perceive your reality. Ordinary object. It's man-made. You see an apple? You made the apple, all right. Because what exists there it's only a process going on. Electrocolloidal, electromagnetic process going on. And now, it lasts for a while, and we abstract out of it. The apple we see. And this applies, remember, to all abstraction. I say this applies to all abstraction. And I will reveal how you can change this and why it would be better for you, perhaps, to do so in the long run. Korzybski asserted that eliminating the identity of is in speech, which he considered particularly important in the sciences, would lead to better outcomes and overall less fallacious thinking. Korzybski suggested certain what he called um, extensional devices. They draw attention to the process of abstraction and the misuse of language. And one 
uh, of these extensional advices is to avoid the is of identity and the is of predication. In part due to the dramatic oversimplification of a complex situation or system. So we see the is of identity simply stated is X is Y. Interestingly, in physics, due to something called operationalism, much of this has been avoided by necessity. In this world of ideas or descriptions, they are usually defined by the operations performed. So inadvertently, scientists have kind of been using E prime type language without perhaps deliberately knowing it. Yet, it will become apparent that scientists and writers and journalists still tend to confuse themselves or their readers when relating such complex ideas. This is a map of the continents of the Earth showing how much ultraviolet light lands in each latitude. It turns out the closer you are to the equator, the more intense the ultraviolet. These reds and purples. But then as you move away from the equator, we change the colors to orange, yellow, greens, and grays. Now here's the same map of the same continent with just one color. And it turns out that everybody on Earth is descended from people that live here in Africa. And then as groups of us move around the world, the color of our skin had to change. And here's why. Our skin is where we make vitamin D. If you don't get enough ultraviolet, you don't get enough vitamin D. But if you get too much ultraviolet, then you break down your foliage. You have to have it. In perfect balance and because the ultraviolet varies the color of our skin varies and that's it everybody that's why we have different colored skin but we're all one species but we're not treating each other fairly not everybody's getting an even shake oh contraire bill i would say you're getting more than a fair shake given your robotic dull personality type and complete lack of understanding some may accuse me of picking low-hanging fruit and using the fatuous dork Bill Nye cynically as an example of the dangers of universal literacy. However, in this clip, Bill uses the verb to be at several points and finally arrives at a fallacious, if not entirely dishonest conclusion. Even your average half-wit with a grade school knowledge of natural selection would understand that logically, the sun, therefore, would not be the only selective pressure Homo sapiens was exposed to. And therefore, things are probably, well, more than skin deep. For my purposes, abstraction both commences at the verb to be and consequently proliferates using the verb to be. Confusing loathsome marionettes like Bill Nye and most of his listeners into a firestorm of ideological misinformation. It goes without saying that this habit is particularly pernicious in the lesser sciences, such as sociology or psychology, where all sorts of odious statements and abstractions are irresponsibly released from various institutes or glorified mental health facilities into the wild to plague humankind forever after. Korzybski often remarked that the world is in a kind of state of insanity and one would have to acknowledge this as being a fairly stable feature of humankind. Isness thus tends to lead to fallacies and confusion in Korzybski's worldview. As Korzybski himself said, any proposition containing the word is creates a linguistic structural confusion, which will eventually give birth to serious fallacies. And that gives a more encompassing picture and reminds us that uh, uh, a, sel uh, a selection of traits is not reality itself, but just a selection, an abstraction. The abstraction do not mean that it means nothing. 
except it's the human mirroring of the process which is going on. If we want it or not. Unless you've been hiding under a rock for the last year and a half, is as relevant as ever. As we've seen, dogmatism in science has arguably reached levels of hysterical religiosity, a kind of religiosity perhaps not seen since the Reformation. Thus, removing the verb to be from scientific or other statements would eliminate what Korzybski termed demonological thinking. So, what are some examples of this is of identity in language? Well, here are a few statements. The CIA is responsible for steering world history. Donald Trump is a fascist. Anyone who declines mRNA vaccines is an anti-vaxxer or is anti-science. A legitimate medicine is horse dewormer. But he, he did say something about ivermectin that I think wasn't actually correct about CNN and lying, okay? Ivermectin is a drug that is commonly used as a horse dewormer. So it is not a lie to say that the drug is used as a horse dewormer. I, I, I think that's important, and it is not approved. It is crucial to understand that isness appears to have been a quality of language that has been a feature of Western civilization for some time. So why should you care about this? Because much confusion and conflict arises from the use of the verb to be, and not just external conflict. We as individuals suffer as much from absolutist assertions about ourselves or others in our lives. Our ability to think and thus act in self-enhancing ways tends to suffer. Or anyone online as British because I, I identify as Korean. That's just my culture. That's my home country. That's exactly how I look now. Um, and I also identify as Jimmy and that's my Korean name. But uh, not only that, I just, I know it's a little bit confusing for some people. Nobody's ever come out as Jimin or Korean, but um, this is something that you guys know if you've followed my journey for the last eight years. I've really struggled with identity issues with who I am. In 1949, Dr. David Bowland took all this a step further and developed the language theory of E prime or English prime. Based on the principles Korzybski put forward, he proposed to use E-prime to remove the use of the word is and more broadly all forms of the verb to be from the English language. The question I can hear you asking, why would you bother? There's a nice quote by Soren Kierkegaard. He said, when you label me, you negate me. You negate me in what I am, what I really am. <laughs> so I think that's so important to keep in mind. And I think that is so often forgotten. This is something we will look at in more detail in part two, three, and four of this series. But in short, Korzybski probably said it best. There are two ways to slide easily through life, to believe everything or to doubt everything. Both ways save us from thinking. Korzybski, in 1933, called his theory general semantics because it deals with the nervous reactions of the human organism as a whole in the environment, hence the reference to general in general semantics. Thus, 
General semantics refers more so to the totality of the purpose of communication and how to clean it up. The inclusion of language as a function of the organism itself means that the analysis is more general and more fundamental than a simple analysis of the meanings of words. It is critical to keep in mind that this theory of general semantics doesn't purport just to be wordplay, and you will see how to use E-prime later on. Korzybski asked, what is a unique characteristic of humans which makes them human and distinct from other animals? He observed that each human generation has the potential capacity, unlike animals, or as far as we know anyway, to start where former generations have left off. He analyzed the neurological and socio-cultural processes by which men can create, preserve, and transmit what they have learned individually to future generations. He referred to this neurological capacity in what he called time binding. Time binding is important to general semantics because to Korzybski, in a way, his ideas were developed to introduce a kind of quality control it's more important for us in our work here to know how we know, even that what we know. Because whatever, you know, the silent levels, whatever you will say, something is where it is, because what is going on is a non verbal level. Without this quality control, fallacious ideas could replicate, which is why civilizations tend to get themselves in trouble sooner or later collapsing under the weight of their own stupid ideas. The destructive replication of ill-adaptive thinking tends to get passed on by individuals through the generations. And this is what time binding refers to. That one human at one point in time could use abstractions and symbols to communicate his ideas to another human in the future. Thus, the purpose of Korzybski's ideas was to find a kind of hygiene for language. One method, therefore, was to rid language of the isness of identity or the verb to be. This will be continued in part two. We will take a look at the inception of the is of identity in our own culture and what it can mean for you as an individual and the way that you think. Please subscribe for more content and videos like this. We discuss philosophy, practical spirituality and ecology and much more. And your engagement is always appreciated.